We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com. Joining me shortly, as always, is Chris Biederman. He covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. And we have training camp takes. We're recording this Monday evening. The fifth practice of training camp has wrapped up. Tuesday, they will put the pads on. But unpadded practices are all finished, and Chris has takes that he needs to get off. And this is the place that we're going to do that. So buckle up and turn on the AC because it's about to get hot. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Has got him and a second back inside the 30 yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13 yard loss. Quick pass caught by Kittle. He dives and he's in. Touchdown 49ers. It ruins the bit a little bit of like I'm sitting here recording that like by myself when you laugh in the background. <laughs> But does it matter if people no, know that I can? No, hear it doesn't. It doesn't matter at okay. all. Like it just doesn't. It, it just sounds like a thing where I'm like in a dark room by myself. Like here's what we talked about. I just like I like the enthusiasm for the corny line. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah you're make welcome. sure your AC's on. Yeah. Because we're bringing <laughs> that fire. <laughs> Turn on the AC, clones. Uh. Man. Uh. All right. So I have a small issue before we get into it here because yeah. I'm very excited for this. You teased it as. Are we potting tonight? Like, yeah. And you're like, I have training camp takes. It's like, great. I love this <laughs> uh, because training camp takes uh, have been have been a plenty. Um, first, though, I was a little bit late to the pod because on Zoom, I'm pointing at this air conditioning vent above me. Mm-hmm. I can't get that vent to open. So I was in the process of trying to unscrew it, but I didn't have the right size screwdriver. I have a couple up here because of some work I'm doing in my attic. Um, I did not have the right size screwdriver up here with me. So uh, I'm sitting in my office right now because my fiance is home and she's downstairs and I didn't want to bother her. So I'm in my blazing hot office at the moment. Yeah, uh, my room is always warm. I like the flex with, uh, oh, I have an office and a fiance. We get it. You're winning. Um, <laughs> this is how I'm beating the heat. Oh, yeah. 
with a oh. ice cold candlestick chronicles hazy ipa from cooperage oh we love it oh yeah get that in there oh, it is delicious. so good it's so good it's really good man I'm i was really... a little bit here's here's how this isn't like a, oh it's so good but then like privately i'm like yeah it's all right <laughs> no. but i'll talk it up i was a little bit worried because i had a hazy recently mm-hmm. knowing that candlestick chronicles is gonna be a hazy and so i was like all right i'm gonna have a hazy and honestly like it was fine like i like i would drink it but i was like i don't know man like i like a I like a beer that I can have like two or three of and this hazy was just so heavy and like I felt right. really full and like it's just like I don't want another one of these man hazies are like it's easy to screw up a hazy I feel like like not every hazy is good yes. but the good hazies to me are the best yes they're really really good and but there are a lot of bad ones like it's hard to make a good one yes it's like and... an old-fashioned if for those cocktail people out there there are some old fashions that just suck but if you get a good old-fashioned somewhere it's incredible can I finish pimping our beer now? Yeah, let's go. Okay. <laughs> so I cry. I, I found one at my local bottle shop in 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 Brentwood here in the East Bay by where I live, and uh, they had Candlestick Chronicles in there. They also had it on tap. Shout out! And I cracked one open, and it was tasty. It tasted good, but it was smooth, and I wanted like four of them. Yeah, and the can's incredible. The can is unbelievable. Even I if put you don't the can like the on on Instagram and Twitter a bunch, but it's just it's super sick. I have a bunch of friends who are like, you know, I'm not a big IPA guy, but I'm getting it just for the can. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I, I've heard the same thing. So if you if you run into some Candlestick Chronicles, um, take a picture of it and tag uh, tag us on social media, and uh, be more than happy to uh, to share to share your content. But I let's will get... I will share every bit of Candlestick Chronicles content that uh yeah. gets gets pushed across my mentions and It my... was just, I was sitting in Cooper's on Saturday and it's just wild to like so many people were ordering it. Love it. And and you don't want to be that guy who's like, "Oh hey, like I the podcast and you know, like have that whole conversation with every person." I, I like, did really that. I wanted to, but I was like, "Man, I don't want to be that guy just like, yeah, me, give me attention." <laughs> when I bought my four pack, I set it on the thing. I go, "It's my podcast." <laughs> it's like i spun the can around i was like nope. it's my name right there no big deal. you need to card me yeah <laughs> i was hoping I was, I was hoping she would be like oh take it <laughs> that's cool have it <laughs> they didn't i didn't yeah. pay for it it's yeah. all good though <laughs> yeah. uh proceeds benefiting the redwood empire food bank so happy to do that yes um of course redwood empire food bank Santa Rosa. so let's get into 49ers training camp august 13th seven o'clock cooperage in uh santa rosa be there yeah have the beer and if you find some before then do it 49er social media guy johnny volk is doing it you should do it too absolutely shout out johnny love johnny so um here's where i'm gonna start because i'm not at camp i am reading what is being written and Mm -hmm. i'm formulating takeaways based on kind of the observations that that i that i'm seeing other people observe the i want to start with the trey lance stuff from the weekend Yes, cause it changed. because it's a funny thing. So before I, I just want to make a point, what happened since our last podcast when we talked about this, like it's flipped a lot. Like it yes. went from like Jimmy Garoppolo being oh, like angry, spicy Jimmy playing pretty well, confident, maybe might take the, the next step. And now it's flipped or at least a significant portion of it feels like it's flipped. So that's I just want to preface that because I feel like 
given what we said on the pod, people will, will like listen or read about Saturday's practice, then listen to our pod and be like, what are these guys talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it was like it flipped pretty dramatically since we last spoke. So if if you didn't know, Trey Lance on Saturday balled out, had a great practice, no pads on. And the I'm gonna I'm gonna say hype machine, but it was more measured from the beat. Yeah. But I wrote a post about it at Niners Wire. It was you, Chris, uh, Nick Wagner, Matt Barrows, Matt Mayoko, Cam Inman, uh, Tracy Sandler, uh, uh, from 95-7 the game, uh, Butcher Boy Joe Shasky and Bunta Hill were out there. They were talking about it. This whole and excited. and more than that, like it was more, it was more I included some of the a lot of it was like Trey Lance looked great. Hard to imagine that the gap isn't closing between him and Jimmy Garoppolo right. was the gist of the take. Unless, unless you listen to yeah. Joe Shasky, in which case Trey Lance is, is the day one starter, put him in right now. But I'm interested to hear kind of what, because we haven't really talked about it. Yeah, uh, I've haven't. seen your, I've seen your tweets. We yeah. haven't, we haven't talked really at length about it. So Kyle Shanahan threw a lot of cold water on it on Monday saying like, it's not a competition. Long way to go. Still think Jimmy's the starter in week one. Da, 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 da. Saying what I think he needs to say. We can get into that a little bit. But where where are you, Chris? You've watched all of Trey Lance's pro practices. Where 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 are you at on this scale of there's no chance he starts to pencil him in now? There's definitely a chance he starts. I think what we've learned over the last week is, you know, the question going into the start of training camp was is Trey Lance going to put himself in a position to compete for the starting job, right? It's not, is Trey Lance going to start is it's it's, is Trey Lance going to be competent enough in practice, show enough knowledge early on in camp to where maybe later in camp he can push and potentially displace Jimmy for the starting job. And I think after the last week, the answer is yes. I think that just purely from where Trey Lance is starting versus where a lot of other quarterbacks start like he's you know there aren't there are mistakes they're rookie mistakes and he's clearly still learning but the floor from where he's starting seems very high just in terms of his knowledge of the offense the way his teammates respond to him the dynamic throws he makes starting Saturday just the the element of how different he is when he's moving around and running whether it's a design player or a scramble like Trey Lance can run away from linebackers. And the caveat is that he's going against second string defense. It's not padded practice and all that. What Kyle Shanahan is saying is what he needs to say, right? right? There's no competition. I would be surprised if Trey Lance, blah, 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 because basically it's not, you know, what Kyle Shan it's what Kyle Shanahan is saying to the media is basically him talking to the locker room. And Trey Lance, exactly. Trey Lance has to earn everything he's going to get. So Kyle Shanahan anointing Trey Lance and heaping a ton of praise on Trey Lance through week one of training camp sends the wrong message mm-hmm. because Trey Lance needs to earn that. Yep. And so Shanahan's pretty measured in his praise, right? What he says is Trey Lance is, you know, he, he clearly put in the hard work in the 40 days off between um, OTAs and training camp. And he really likes that he's aggressive and keeps firing. But 
it is too early to say that, oh, Trey Lance is going to displace Jimmy Garoppolo for the starting job. Right. Just because the process is is a lot longer than a week of, of practice. Right. But that doesn't mean we can't get there before the regular season starts. It's just going to be incremental. And I think we're probably a week or two away before Lance really elevates himself into that conversation if he continues to practice the way he has. Right. And the other side of it is that Jimmy Garoppolo, after looking really sharp in the first three practices in the fourth practice Saturday, threw some picks and they were bad picks, right? Mm -hmm. They weren't like, oh, aggressive throw traffic. The ball gets tipped up in the air and somebody gets it. Right. It was like. You know, the interception of Fred Warner on Saturday was was a carbon copy of the one Jared Goff threw to Fred Warner in the in the Rams game in 2019. Just an ugly play in the flat. Right. Like Fred Warner's right there. He had to jump a little bit for it. But clearly, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't see him. And it was just an easy touchdown for the defense. The other one, which and, you know, quarterbacks have that Trey Lance had an interception today on Monday in a red zone drill that was similar. Mm -hmm. Um And so quarterbacks have that. The one that Jimmy Garoppolo had that really stood out to me was the deep ball to Debo Samuel, who had who had beaten Jason Verrett for whatever reason. I'm guessing Garoppolo lost his grip on the ball when he went to throw, but he had to double clutch. He regripped threw it again. It was a duck. And because it took him so much time to regroup, Jason Verrett easily got back to cover Debo and the ball was underthrown and it was an easy pick. This is the context of this is Trey Lance tossing a 50 yard bomb to Debo Samuel between two defenders on a rope the first day of practice. Right. So just because Trey Lance can do that and Jimmy Garoppolo is throwing picks doesn't mean I'm anointing Trey Lance. But we are at a point where Trey Lance has to be considered within the conversation of competing for the starting job soon. And What Kyle Shanahan said today is, oh, I would be surprised. You know, he said, and and this is exactly what he needs to say, because Trey Lance needs to earn, you know, the praise that not not, he can't be anointed starter after one week of practice. That's just not how the NFL works. Right. So I think we're at a point now where I would expect over the next couple weeks, this to intensify into an actual quarterback competition before at least at some point before the start of the regular season, particularly if Garoppolo is looking tentative and not great. And Lance is just doing way more dynamic things and making more wow plays and also not making as many rookie mistakes as you would think, or not looking like a deer in the headlights. Like mm-hmm. he looks like he belongs and he's running things. Um, it just seems like for a rookie, he's pretty high level at this point in the process. I think one of the important things that you said right there at the very beginning was that Lance has to earn what he's given here. Like yeah. the it's already they traded three first round picks to get him. Right. Like it's <laughs> they it's clear what they think of him. This isn't some fifth round pick who's, you know, surprising some people. Right. So it, it, the writing was on the wall. But once Shanahan says this is a competition, everything else stops. And yeah. it's already all about the quarterbacks, but now it's in the right. locker room too. Yeah, that's a great and point. You, you have to go through the two weeks of training camp, well, one more week of training camp, and then three weeks of preseason games. There's still five weeks until 
week one of the six weeks until week one of the NFL season. Right. There's a long time to go. And if you open that can of worms now, it's it's open. There's no clue. You can't say, oh, yeah, he's in a competition. And then you put pads on and he stinks. I don't think that's going to happen. But let's there's an there's a chance it does. And if that happens, he can't go, OK, well, it's not a competition anymore. Because now, well, what the hell happened with the number three pick? Why did he regress so bad? Right. So there's so many things that I'm sure, you know, you can watch practice. You can go out to unpadded practice. At, you can buy a ticket and go out there and go, Trey Lance is obviously the more talented quarterback. Like, of course he is. That's why they traded up to get him. Yeah. That's not the point, though. It's when he puts pads on, is he still making the right reads? Is he still making the right throws? And I'm sure there's things that you may not see on the practice field that they go back and look at and tape and go, Hey, this was the wrong read. This is the wrong play. Yeah. This it thing happens. Yeah. Right. The timing was off on this. Like there's little things that the talent gap between him and Garoppolo was always going to overwhelmingly favor Lance. Garoppolo is a second round pick. We know what his physical limitations are. Lance, the ceiling is the roof, right? Like he is a big, fast, strong can run, cannon for an arm built in the lab type of quarterback. So those physical traits don't matter right now, though. They don't even freaking have pads on yet. Right. It's so how I, he operates. Right. So which is the part that's impressed me, frankly. Yeah. And that's, and that's fine. Like there's steps, there's benchmarks. It doesn't just go five, five unpadded practices. He's more talented. We'll put him in. It's a competition. <laughs> like, no, it's not. It's not yeah. We always knew this was going to be the case. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. He does. It, it's still very early. And I think yeah. those what's really going to be probably the, the biggest two practices of the month. And it these might be even more important than the preseason games. Those joint practices against the Chargers um, yes. in L.A. Abs- before yes. the before the second preseason game. I think that's that's going to be the biggest test for Trey Lance that he's going to get because the preseason's a preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to be the time for for us to have a, a well after that we'll have a much better idea of where things stand and if trey lance goes in to la and outplays jimmy garoppolo and kyle shanahan starts giving him you know reps with the first team it's like you know that we see where this is going right yeah and the other and thing then, i want to and- point out too and, and matt mayoko made this point to me today and i went back through my notes to to confirm the number of reps trey lance is getting isn't going to change dependent on which team he's getting reps with right he's going to get the same number of reps whether he's with the one or the ones or the twos what's interesting about trey lance's reps and a lot of his passes he's targeting like the the guy he's connected with the most in practice is brandon Ayuk, hmm. and his best throw of camp was to debo samuel who he targets pretty frequently too and he had one of the more memorable plays on the first day of camp when he threw the jump ball to george kittle so in unpadded practices, it might not necessarily matter which front seven you're going against. It might be more important to be developing chemistry with the guys you're going to be throwing passes to. So that's another element of this, which is interesting, is that, you know, Trey Lance isn't getting reps with the ones technically. But he's throwing a lot of his passes to guys who are in that starting unit, specifically George Kittle, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. So, yeah. you know, like. And there's there are other things yeah, the, you can look at you can look at the offensive line and maybe the way the offense is constructed and say this might this might work a little bit better for Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. The other the other thing when you brought up the the Chargers practices, uh, 
that's going to be an opportunity for another team to comment on Trey Lance. That's true. The Chargers are going to get asked, like, hey, what did you think of the number three overall pick? Yeah, I might be one of those people asking those questions. Yeah. And it, you know, <laughs> if 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 Joey Bosa is like, wow, he is a bear to defend like that. I don't want to. That's the type if of quarterback. The big bear, you don't if see. the big bear calls Trey Lance a bear, that would oh, that would boy. definitely okay. be noticeable or notable, I should say. If Derwin James says that guy is a bear to defend, like that's the type of quarterback you don't want to see, you know, that's again, that's where I think things really pick up and it might happen the first preseason game. If Garoppolo goes out and stinks in the first preseason game and and Trey Lance goes in and lights it up on TV where everybody can see it, like it's going to get really hard. And I think Kyle Shanahan, you said it, he has the pulse of the locker room. He knows. Yeah. It's going to get really hard for Kyle Shanahan to keep going up there and keep going like, oh, Jimmy's had more football. He's, uh, you know, our best chance to win. He's our best. Right. When everybody's seeing otherwise. But again, let me bring all this back to, to Monday, uh, August 2nd. We're not there yet. No. And I get where, why it would be trending that way, but it was always going to be trending that way. Trey Lance being an awesome athlete, but like uh, a big arm isn't new. I'll I'll push back on the idea that like we knew Trey Lance was going to push Jimmy because it's been so long since he's played football and he played against lower level competition in school. Right. So I I think what's surprising me is just how he how he's operating and he's operating in a way that lets his talent showcase itself. It's making the right reads. It's doing all the stuff, you know, to get everybody out of the huddle. It's occasionally even using a hard count to get the defense to jump off sides. It's the mental aspect that I think has him in this position. And so that is, is probably a product of the 40 days work he had in between OTAs and training camp. But that to me is what makes this a little bit surprising. Not just like, Oh, well, he's more talented. He is more talented, but it's, it's what it's the way he's playing the position. I think that has him, in position to potentially compete for the, uh, for Jimmy's job. So that's been the more impressive thing to you than his physical skills. Early on. Yeah. Cause it's hard to play quarterback and he's, he's playing it. <laughs> like <laughs> It's hard to play quarterback. Make yeah. that the episode title, please. <laughs> <laughs> QB hard position. Yep. Your thoughts. Tough. Yeah. I, I, like I said, the, the hype train leaving the station the way it did was not a huge surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do think though it's really important to pump the brakes a little because like I said we haven't even seen him in pads yet Yeah, we're sure. sitting here next Monday and they've had a bunch of padded practices and he continues just being by far the better player Um, or if he I'm sorry I shouldn't say continues to be if he is in those practices by far the better player then I think it's going to be really worth like, all right, well, what else? Like, what's next? Like, what's he have to do? What are we missing? Um, because right now there's so many things you can point to that he hasn't had to do yet. So, um, yeah. but to that point, I don't think we're going to see Shanahan go. Yeah, we have ourselves a full blown competition until, like you said, maybe those Chargers practices. Like, I think it's going to continue to be <laughs> even as as you guys on the beat are writing. Otherwise, it's going to continue to be like, no, nah, Garoppolo is the guys then. QB one and yeah, because he has to slow play it and yeah he does he's he's talking when he's talking publicly he's talking to the locker room 
Right. There's nothing. There's nothing that's going to hurt if he goes. If he goes, uh, no, Jimmy's QB one. Jimmy's QB one. Jimmy's QB, right up until the week before the, the opening game. Right. And then he goes, and even then he might go, yeah, we'll figure it out game time because he doesn't want the Lions to know. Right. You know, there's not now if he comes out, like I said, next week and goes, yeah, Trey Lance is the new starter. You run into a ton of potential issues. Yeah, you do. I'm fascinated to see how it plays out because there's a whole dynamic of, well, what if what happens to Jimmy if he doesn't win the starting job? Yeah, like. Are they going to? I know they've said they're willing to pay Jimmy whatever. Um, but are you going to pay Jimmy Garoppolo twenty five million dollars to be your backup quarterback? It's kind of it's kind of tough. <laughs> it's kind of a hard sell. And if you go to Jimmy Garoppolo and say, "Hey, man, you're our backup now. Take a pay cut." Does Jimmy Garoppolo try to force a trade? And then who's trading for Jimmy Garoppolo in early September? The Colts. Am I right, everybody? <laughs> Yeah, what the Colts need to do is invest as much money in quarterbacks with significant injury histories as they can. Yes. I think that's clearly the best path for Chris Ballard and and his club. Anytime you can go multiple QBs with injury problems and pay them 25 million a piece, you do that. That's basic team building. Yeah, just read a book. But if Jimmy did get traded, it's probably he's probably on a new contract that like a new contract getting yeah. to is probably yeah. contingent on the trade. Yeah, that's probably correct. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Do you have any more scorching hot training camp takes for us? Um, D Ford was back in team drills on Monday. D Ford was back. It was a little bit surprising just given that yeah. there were so many question marks, but physically, I guess he's, you know, he looks fine. He's, he jumped off sides a couple of times. Um, no, he's back. <laughs> he jumped off sides on a, on a, on Jimmy Garoppolo's interception to Fred Warner in the red zone today. Mm-hmm. I think there was another one. Um, but yeah, I think that that's really important. Um, 
you know, potentially like if D Ford is is anything like f- former. I mean, if D Ford provides anything, it's really a win, right? Because you mm-hmm. don't look at the 49ers defensive end spot beyond Nick Bosa and be like, oh man, they're loaded. Right. Like right. Samson Ebukam is a pretty significant question mark, although he's had a nice camp. Um, and then after that, there really there's just a massive drop off. And maybe I heard Arden Key's tearing it up. He's Arden Key's been good in padless practices. I, I tend <laughs> right. to, I tend to judge practice like for trench guys much more with a grain of salt. Uh, yeah, you can't than, than I would. The if an offensive lineman can't like get into and put his hands on you, it's not. It's not hard to run by. And Arden Key's made some splash plays, but he's also like not the guy you really want setting the edge in the running right. game. I could see that. Yeah. Um, it sounds like not only we talked a little bit about Brandon Ayuk on our last podcast and how the 49ers have had a lot of receivers that have these good rookie years and then fall off a little bit their second years. It sounds like Brandon Ayuk's having a really good camp. What about Debo Samuel? I feel like his name is coming up a lot um, in in these, oh, biggest play of the day was a deep throw to Debo Samuel. Is that something that is just a coincidence or is that something that you've seen a little more of him stretching the field? He's definitely stretching the field. He's definitely working more as a downfield target than, mm. than he was at any point last year. And I think what was concerning with last year is it was Samuel basically played as a glorified running back. Right. right. Like he, those games against the Rams, he had five catches, quote unquote, but they were literally all jet sweeps. Mm-hmm. Right. So um or screens yeah or screens he's he's a downfield guy like at, at he's becoming more of a downfield guy or at least he has been in practice i shouldn't say he's a downfield guy he's been making plays downfield in practice um which is what you want to see from him given what it was from him last year kyle shanahan says he's in really good shape um i don't i i don't have a good good feel for debo whether or not he's in shape because he's just like a thicker guy to begin with um, but I guess he's in shape. I mean, he's moving well. And, and I think that throw Trey Lance made to him in seven on seven drills. The first day is, is really the throw like from camp so far that stands out to me mm-hmm. just cause it was, I had a really good angle of it and it was just a rope. Um, but point being Samuel beat his guy to get there. Um, getting him to make plays downfield in addition to what you could have with Ayuk making plays downfield and in addition to George Kittle, like there's, you know, there's the makings for a pretty interesting group of pass catchers for the 49ers if everybody stays healthy. And that's the caveat we always talk about with all these guys is, is, is they can, if they can stay healthy and right. the pads come on tomorrow. So there's obviously been min- minimal contact to this point. Do you, maybe uh, this, this might just be me not understanding <laughs> how camp works. <laughs> <laughs> Is the fact that Debo Samuel is stretching the field vertically a little more, do you think that that is just a product of it being training camp? Or do you think it's a product of the 49ers plan on stretching the field a little bit more this year? Uh, Vertically, I mean. It might depend on who their quarterback is. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. (laughs) (laughs) If if they're pushing the ball downfield, I think the answer is probably Trey Lance because he's been better better at that more consistently. Um, in training camp, but I think I just think it's a necessity. Like it's part of Debo's game that that the 49ers need to uh, need to get out of him, um, because they don't want to be a one dimensional offense. Like they right. 
they want to run the ball, but they're also going to take some play action shots and they don't want Debo to just be like a running decoy gadget play guy. They, they drafted Debo in the second round to become an all around receiver who could also do some of those other gadget things. Um, So it looks like for now, early in camp, he's in a pretty good place when it comes to, when it comes to that, will he do it? Will he be able to stay healthy when pads come on? Will he be, you know, will he be able to do it in games? Who knows? But the good news for Debo is he, he seems healthy. He's moving well. He's getting lots of reps and he seems like a tough cover for the DBs. That's definitely good news for the 49ers because yeah. if, like you said, if Debo Samuel is still a glorified running back, well, now they need two receivers. Right. I still think he's going to run plenty because I think he there's will. a lot of different things they can do uh, just off of that action. Yeah. But um, if he can be a downfield threat as well, it, it just unlocks a lot right. um, for them. Anything else that's that stood out? Or are you just kind of waiting for for pads to come on? Is there anything here? Let's let, let me ask you this way. Is there anything you've seen so far that you have like a mental note of that you're going to pay close attention to once pads come on? Like yeah. an exact Arden key, like, okay, Arden keys had some splash plays. Well, let me see once, once he. Yeah. Arden key is definitely one of them. I think one of the big the- themes I'm looking for, and this might be something we don't really get a grasp on until the season starts, but you have, I think it was a directive of Kyle Shanahan this year for the offensive line to get bigger and more physical. Um, Mike McGlinchey gained 25 pounds. Alex mm-hmm. Mack is 310 plus. Um, Trent Williams is a house, a house. on legs. <laughs> um, you know, Lakin Tomlinson, I don't know what, what he's weighing in at these days, but I, I'm pretty sure he's well north of 300 pounds. And then Aaron Banks, a right guard they just drafted, is 325. A big um, boy. And he's he's not working with the first team yet. My 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 uh my concern flag is up a little bit on Aaron Banks. Um, not a huge deal, but you'd like to get your second round guard in like in conversation. Like you, you would hope he could beat out Daniel Brunskill at some point, And he hasn't done that yet. It's a little, a little disconcerting on, on his front. Anyway, maybe that changes. Um, but it's a, it's very clear. And with Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell, the running backs they drafted, they want to be a physical smash mouth type offense probably running more power and gap scheme than we've seen in recent seasons where it's all about outside zone stuff and i think they're still going to run plenty of outside zone stuff but the way this is shaping up and particularly if trey lance plays you can really see the power running game and how you could incorporate a quarterback into that power running game behind an offensive line like that and with a running back like trey sermon Mm -hmm. um so that's one thing schematically I'm I'm interested in because I think that style of offensive line play benefits Trey Lance more than it does Jimmy Garoppolo. Sure. And we remember Kyle Shanahan, you know, on the flight after Justin Fields Pro Day, designing plays for Trey Lance. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and those are probably running plays. You know, and we've and so it, since Saturday, we've seen some of those plays and we've seen Trey Lance running down the field with a ton of open space because play action worked and just the design of the play. It's like, oh, man, they could they could there's potential here to to create like a rushing attack monster with Trey Lance paired with all of those running backs that they have. Right. 
So I do wonder if Kyle, like how Kyle Shanahan views that part of it in terms of who he wants to start at quarterback, right? Like is, is the threshold to play Trey Lance going to be a little bit lower because you have these plays that can maximize the skill set um, and be sort of a quote unquote training wheels offense. Or do you just, do you, do you need Trey Lance to be good at all the things that Jimmy Garoppolo is good at? Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but like whatever, like how, how does the bar change based on what Kyle Shanahan wants to do schematically in terms of the development of the quarterbacks? So that's one thing I think I'll look, I'll look for. I don't know how much we're going to get at practice. Um, I would imagine that's that, that type of install is going to come later when, um, you know, when the media is not out there after that second preseason game in LA. Right. I imagine anything that's going to happen, that's going to make, that's going to dictate an offensive shift would happen when it can't be tweeted about. <laughs> yeah. And they're still installing the basic form of the offense. Right. right. Like the, the installs a week in their seventh practice is Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Or I guess maybe install will be done Tuesday. I, I, I forget, but Shanahan said today that it was the seventh day of install. Yeah. Does, so does day count as practice? I didn't get clarity oh, on that. Boy, I don't know. <laughs> Is not <laughs> These are there. the important details we got to stay on top of. Uh, anything else from training camp before the pads come on? Um, no, I mean, I, I think Trey Sermon's going to have a big role. I think I've indicated as much. Um, Aziz Al Shire had an injury today. It sounds like the 49ers are optimistic it wasn't serious. I think it was a knee injury. He has his ACL history dating back to his college time, so maybe that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, we have not had Jawan Jennings or Emmanuel Mosley or Jaquaski Tart at practice at all because they're on the COVID list. Um, I'd imagine they're going to come back at some point over the next week as long as they're you know healthy and not sick. Knock on wood. Um, so those are you know those are two starters potentially on defense, and then a guy who's who could be in the mix for for a job at receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Hurd missed two practices uh, Friday and Saturday. He was back out there today. You know, I don't know what what really to make of Jalen Hurd. You would think that, you know, looking good. I, I just I'm surprised it's he's a guy at this point. I guess I shouldn't be, but I, I think it's a little concerning that he's a guy that needs two maintenance days after practicing twice without participating in team drills. Yeah, like it's kind of an else, odd thing. Everybody else like Nick Bosa, D Ford, um, Javon Kinlaw, when they were being withheld from, from team drills, I mean, Bosa had a day off on Saturday, I believe, uh, or no Friday, but he came right back Saturday. Um, you know, these guys are, are not getting two days off. Jalen Hurd's the only guy to get two days off. And I just, I don't know. I, I don't know if you can really be optimistic about Jalen Hurd. Like, like we were at the beginning of camp when he was out there looking spry and ready to contribute. Um, and maybe that changes. Maybe it's all part of the plan, but I, you need Still to see more from Jalen Hurd to be optimistic as optimistic as we were from, you know, last week. Yep. I'm excited to see how this all plays out once they can hit each other. Mm-hmm. Just cause that's going to tell, that's going to answer a lot of, a lot of these questions. I think. Yeah, absolutely. 12 days until the, Preseason opener, eleven. Once you're probably listening to this, and eleven. 10, once this comes out, I don't know when people listen to their podcast. We're cut. Co- we're coming up on a week from uh, from the event. Yeah, 
Friday, August 13th, Cooperage. Uh, the Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA will be there. Um, if, you, right if you haven't Unless had it, it yet, or you sells can't get out it. before then. So, based on how many people were drinking it at the bar, like it kind of might sell out in kegs, but they're saving a good supply of cans for the event mm. in case it, the kegs run out. Sure. Um, so there will be there will be Candlestick Chronicles beer, and if not, Cooperage is going to have other awesome beer that will taste. And we're still good. talking football. And we're still talking football for charity. Um, so, yeah, we've listed the names, but, you know, Mayoko Barrows, Sandler Wagner, Jennifer Inman. Lee Chan, Cam Inman, Kyle Matson. Uh, we want people to come out. Yeah, come out, come hang out, come hang out with us. I think Rob Lauder is going to be there. Yeah, I was about to say our buddy Rob's going to be there. Yeah, so it'll be fun. Really excited, really hyped. Yes, and maybe the Trey Lance conversation will completely turn on its head by that point, and it'll have thrown 17 interceptions in the next two practices, and we'll talk about how dumb we were for having okay, this conversation. Let's, all right, so I don't know exactly how <laughs> it's going to work yet, but I'm imagining everyone's just going to kind of sit up there with a the microphone and people getting shot. I think we're going to split it up in two groups because we'll have three mics, and it might be better to do it that way instead of trying, oh, to, then trying like to walk around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight, eight okay. people on one stage. Sure, sure, sure. That makes sense. Um. So if let's finish up on this, cause I got to run, but okay. I have to uh, send some refinance and paperwork. Uh, <laughs> just a super boring thing. Uh, no, um, dude, interest rates plummeting. It's great. Um, I'm an adult synergy Excel sheets. Um, if there are 20 questions asked, how many of them are about, Trey Lance and slash or Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, at at the, at the event? event, yeah. There will be more. I'm guessing there will be more than twenty questions, but yeah. I mean, I'm guessing seventy five percent of the questions will be quarterback related. Yeah, I do too. I can't wait for the guy who's there who just knows everything that's going on about everything, and is like, "How is Trent Sherfield fitting in?" In the wide receiver five battle, are giving uh, the leg up for special teams. <laughs> uh, Joe Shasky, who the butcher boy from the morning roast at 957, uh, was I, I hit him up and I was like, dude, you gotta pump the brakes a little on Lance. Like, come on, because he's he's fired up, he's he's really excited about, about Trey Lance. He was out yep. there on Saturday, yep. And Joe is great to talk football with, he's been on the podcast before, he's awesome. He goes. He goes, you know who I kind of like? Dakota Shepley. <laughs> like it's the first like the time third, anyone... Is second or third string center? I don't even know. Anyone has ever said Dakota Shepley's name to me. <laughs> yeah, there are unbelievable of, stuff. There are a lot of interesting names um, we could run down with, you know, third string O-line. I can I can pay nope, close okay. attention to, to third string O-line tomorrow in the next couple of days before we pod, so... Yeah, no, please do. I, I need to know uh, what the deal is with Sean Coleman after two years off. I have heard good things about Jalen Moore. The yeah, he's playing tackle, tackle, right? Yeah, he's playing tackle. I think interesting. There's, I, you know, he's he's an interesting player. Just a guy to keep an eye on, I would say. Okay, we'll make sure to do that. Based on based on someone someone's opinion, far smarter than myself. Sure, sure, sure. Who has watched all the practice cutups and things like that. Right. 
<laughs> Sources say the 49ers third string tackle situation is going strong. Swing tackle, swing tackle. It's a okay. good uh it's a good it's why you uh it's why you tune into the podcast. Thanks everybody uh, for listening. Subscribe, rate, review if you have not done that. Cooperage Brewing, August 13th, 7 o'clock. See you all there. That's what it tastes like. See ya. So good. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.